The Fantasy Six-Pack Hour With your hosts Joe Bob Ah, you're awful And A.J. Appleton This since you Sin Shoo Chew Mouthful Alright, welcome to the Fantasy Six Pack Hour. My name is Joe Bond, content manager of so-called fantasy experts and founder of fantasysixpack.net. My co-host tonight, as always, is AJ Abelgarth. What's up, man? Hey, dude. What's going on? Not much. Uh, week 16, man. We're finally here. Uh, you know, congratulations to those of you who have made your your championship round. If it's in week 17, um, sorry, but uh, we will be talking about championship matchups here for week 16, as we should be. So uh, I unfortunately did not make it in any of my leagues this year. I uh, did not have one of my better fantasy seasons. I just, eh, I mean, it happens, you know, it just, that's the that's the way the cookie crumbles with fantasy football. Sometimes, you know, it's a it's a it's a it's a pretty rough one. Yeah, How all I gotta you? say is years? Uh, all I gotta say is F Championship Week. <laughs> well, that's a great start. So uh, yeah, we will be saying goodbye. I made it to in all my league. And, no, um, <laughs> I uh, I did not make it. I I was only in contention in the one league that I run. Um, and the only reason I was in contention is because I had a bye week for getting the second seed for right. week 14. Um, but yeah, I made a couple of stupid mistakes, um, poor managerial choices. Um, we'll talk about them throughout the show, but that's pretty much what, what did me in. Uh, the other fact was that the guy I played, um, had a better waiver claim than I did and, and was able to, to net Ty Montgomery for Ooh. last week's matchup. And, um, yeah, that, that one, uh, that one there hurt him, a little bit. Oh, he started him, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. I've, dude, I, I didn't – I mean, I don't think there's a whole lot of people that saw that one coming, so that's a pretty bold move to start Ty Montgomery there. Um, that's – not anything I would have done. So kudos to him for starting him, you know, I just nothing I would have been able to do, but um, so let's start with that though. So, you know, you're talking about poor managerial decisions and that's something we, we kind of spoke on last week. It was, it was not overthinking some of the, the lineup decisions for your championship matchup, but apparently it's possibly something you did depending on what, what we hear. So what, what do you, what do you got? What what killed you? Well, along with uh, F Championship Week, I'd like to say a special F U to Drew Brees, uh, a special F U to uh, Tyler Eifert, and uh, an even special er F U to uh, Sammy Watkins. Um, those those three were the the big mistakes, I guess, that I had from this week. Um, coming into the week, I had. Uh, you know, Eifert was the only tight end on my roster, so whatever. Not much I can do with that one. Um, but I had Watkins on the bench and had Mike Gillisley in one of my flex spots. Uh, so I made that switch there. 
and because I, you know, had both a, of those are the right decision, by the way. So don't beat yourself up on those two. Those two were the right decisions. Like you can't beat yourself up for the guys not performing. Like there's only so much you can control. Like, yeah, it ended up being the wrong move at the end of the day, but like, yeah, seriously, but who's gonna protect off the guy? Yeah, exactly. And and Eifert's awesome. It, like, come on, you and he was. It was a good matchup too. Like, you can't kill yourself on that one. Watkins, Watkins had been looking better. He has been, and that's the problem. It was like, um, you know, I I decided to roll with him because he was coming off a good week, and he had the same great matchup against the hapless Browns that Gillisley had. And even though I, I was high on Gillisley because of, you know, the amount of rushing that that Cleveland just gave up to Le'Veon Bell the week before. Um, you know, I figured that he was going to be able to get his as well, but I wasn't sure of what the his actually would be. Uh, I mean, I know he's been anointed the, the goal line back, but, you know, you, sometimes you can't really trust that either. So no, you can't. You know, those, those two moves, you know, not a big deal. Eifert, again, not much I can do about that. You know, he he should have played better. I mean, he's been playing pretty well overall, um, you know, aside from the game against Buffalo, uh, you know, and, and his previous game against Cleveland, which was his first game back. I mean, he's he's been great. He's been reliable and a, and a good start. But getting one catch for nine yards, it, that killed – my, yeah, I mean, they got up so big, they just stopped passing. And, you know, you expect them to kind of yeah. win easily in that type of game, but you don't expect them to go up as fast as they do. And that just that just kills you. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of people that had him in DFS, and it just didn't work. Because, I mean, I think yeah. he's still relatively cheap in DFS because he's been hurt all year. So it, I almost pulled the trigger. I almost used him in DFS as well, but I don't – I forget the reason why I didn't do it. I just didn't. But uh, – yeah. My last thing here, and uh, can, can you still hear me all right? Uh, I can. You just got really quiet for some reason, but I can hear you still. Uh, all right. Well, I, I, wanted, I wanted to add something in here just, just for the, uh, the special F you to, to Drew Brees. Um, oh, jeez. what a I don't know I if that no idea. Was, I have no idea what that was, but okay. All right. <laughs> good, good, good try. <laughs> so it was it was the Joe Montana. Uh oh, what a mistake that I was oh, trying to right, find a soundbite right, right. for. Because it's more an fu to me, not to Drew Brees, because we talked about him last week and how he's been down, and we weren't sure what happened, and those two weeks, you know going into the playoffs were enough for me to bench him. So I went with my, my sleeper pick last week of, you know, Mr. Uh, Mr. Joe cool, Jay Flackalicious and um, his matchup against Philly. And he still put up an okay game, but it wasn't as big as the two weeks he had prior. So, those those moves right there pretty much killed me. I mean, I had uh, Rashad Matthews had, or I'm sorry, Rashad Jennings um, 
had a, a, a decent game. Uh, I dropped Crabtree for whatever reason. I forget who I even picked up there. Um, but I dropped him, and he had a good game. Uh, Michael Thomas was on my bench, so he had a decent game, of course. Uh, the one good play that I had was benching Malcolm Mitchell. Um, but, yeah, whatever. I, I mean, it is what it is. I, I'm out, so can't do much about it. I, I don't want to take up the whole show talking about it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the only thing I'll say about that is – there was not a chance in hell I would have started Flacco over Breeze. Like, had you had, like, we, I think we discussed a lot, like, Wilson for Breeze. Like, I could have given you that one. And actually, Wilson had a great game. Yeah. And that was a decision I was trying to make, was Breeze or Wilson. And I, and I actually, I ultimately went with Breeze. And after the Thursday night game, I'm kicking myself. I'm going, oh, my God. Wilson just got 20 fancy points. And Breeze has been yeah. struggling. And I'm sitting there going, there's no chance that Breeze, like, I think it was up, no, no chance that Breeze outscores Wilson. And then Breeze goes out and just lights up Arizona on the road. And I'm like, wow. I still lost because uh, three of my, you know, I had Hilton, Mike Evans, Eifert. I mean, I got a combined 13 points from those three players. And then Melvin Gordon was out, and I've been relying on him all year. And then I'm playing Coleman in his place, who did nothing. I'm like, oh, my gosh. So, yeah, just a bad week. And, you know, luck is luck, and that's fantasy football. You know, you can – you know, we we do know what we're talking about, but there's only so much we can control. Um, Yeah, exactly. So, you also wanted to bring up something last week, and we tabled it to this week. And it, I think it was stemmed from a story from one of your leagues about limiting positions, like limiting the, the number of players you can have at a certain position on your roster. Um, yeah. I'll let you run with this one because I'm not really sure where you wanted to go with it, so I'll just let you go. Yeah, and, and I'll keep the, the story behind it kind of short or relatively for me speaking. Um, <laughs> so not So, yeah, it, it involves the <laughs> – the going into this last week and the guy that I played was in, in the third place, you know, seed he played in week 14. And for whatever reason he had Cam Newton and Matt Ryan and he dropped Matt Ryan to pick up, I believe it was Kobe Fleener. Um, And then he came back with this whole, Oh, well, if I was up big, then, you know, like I was, I was able to play Fleener, but if I was, uh, you know, if it was a closer matchup, I, I would have switched Fleener out and played Martellus Bennett and blah, blah, blah. Regardless, stupid. Why would you drop Matt Ryan looking yeah, at his future schedule for the playoffs? I mean, that was just dumbfounding to me. So I lost out on getting him in the waiver claim because the guy in first place who also had the bye last week picked him up. Now, the limits section comes in for me because I've never had it in in the league that I run, and I've never necessarily been a big fan of it. But now there's two times this season I've gotten screwed by it. One in our league, the the Fantasy Six-Pack League, because I tried to pick up, I believe, a fourth tight end for whatever the hell reason I was doing. Um, I just didn't like the matchups for any of my other guys. But I think I couldn't drop one of them because he had already played on a Thursday night or something like that. 
and, and I didn't want to drop anyone else to try to pick up maybe Will Ty or, or something. I don't know. Um, so I couldn't do it because we have the limit set that we only get three tight ends. But now it backfired on me in my league because had I had that set, the guy in first place would have been – he would have had to drop – Another, one of his three quarterbacks he already had on his roster. So he's been sitting on Jameis Winston, Marcus Mariota, and Carson Wentz all year. And he's been, you know, kind of bouncing between those guys. He may have even picked somebody else up along the line to play him for bye weeks or something. But, I mean, Winston's been okay. And, and you know, he, he's been a top 15 guy. Uh, Mariota's been really good. Um, you know, he's in fifth place currently in, in that league. And Wentz, he, he got because he's a huge Philly fan, and he got him as his future quarterback of the future and, and a keeper pick for, like, a late round. So okay. why – I think he may have even had Carson Palmer on his on his roster at some point. So he's just been bouncing all these quarterbacks around, and had I had that in place, he would have had to drop one of those guys in order to get Matt Ryan. So that probably would have done because I wasn't (laughs) able to get him. Well, yeah, I'm sure he would have, you know, probably would have dropped Wentz. I mean, if, if I had to choose of the three, I would have, and and I wouldn't have even rostered Wentz this long, but he's had some decent games. No, I mean, you're, it's a one quarterback league. You're never starting Wentz over those other two guys as it is in my mind. No. Um, unless he's playing Cleveland, um, but he wasn't. So, um, well, he did earlier in the year. So anyway, so that's, that's my thing on it. And it's like, you know, now I'm kind of more of a fan of it because I've gotten burned in a negative way, but I I didn't like it in our league when I got burned by the tight end thing. But, I mean, you know, what's your – obviously, I think your answer is yes, the position should be limited because that's how it's set up for the Fantasy Six-Pack League. But, I mean, that's the general question. No, it's I mean, not. Should – what's that? We don't actually limit positions, do we? Yeah. When the hell did that get set up? <laughs> I did not I'm do that. I'm pretty sure we do. Let, let me double check, maybe. I'm, I'm looking right now because that's a – Oh, maximum. Oh, my God. Yeah, there's, like, yeah. It's like really high. It's like a, oh, okay. Yeah, dude, these must be, like, ESPN defaults, and I never set I never set these. I just let them run. Uh, these are, so, yeah, my ultimate answer is no, I don't like it. I guess, I guess we have these in there. If, I guess I left them in there because I thought they were so high that nobody in their right mind would have three tight ends or try and go for a fourth. But, sure, <laughs> um, I guess I can get rid of it. Uh, I mean, like eight yeah. running backs and eight receivers. I mean, like that's that's over half your team. So I don't think anybody's ever going to do that. It's four quarterbacks. I mean, I had these in there, I guess. I don't. But that, we, we made yeah. this league like six years ago now, so it's like old, <laughs> and I don't remember doing this. Um, my ultimate thing yeah, is I, like, no, I don't really like the limits. I guess I'll get rid of these. You know, I'll, I'll have to put it for vote, but I'll, I'll probably get rid of them. Um, I don't really like the limits, but I, these limits, like I said, I, I didn't think that they would be restrictive. 
when I guess I saw him back in the day, like there's three defenses and three kickers, like who's going to have three defenses and three kickers. Um, so again, I didn't think these were restrictive. So I guess I left them there, but ultimately I don't really like the limits and I, you know, because, and so I'll, I'll tell this story. So I was helping a friend out who never really had played fantasy football before um, draft a draft a league that had a bunch of position limits and, and during the season, I would constantly go to the waiver wire and see people like – this was when Matt Forte was playing for the Bears and he was kind of having a down season. And, like, you would see Matt Forte get dropped. People were just like – they were streaming running backs. It was like, what is going on? <laughs> um, it was so restrictive. It was, it was like DFS football all year long, season-long style. It was crazy. I've never seen anything like it. And I'm like, this is the dumbest thing in the world. Please never have them invite me to that league. And so, like, in that case, I don't like it. Um, in your case, like, I mean, damn, the dude really wanted four quarterbacks? Fine, I guess you can have four quarterbacks. Like, I I don't know. Sometimes, you know, sometimes you got to well, play defense. Like, I've had Russell Wilson for the last half of the season because I didn't want anybody else to have him in, in my league. And – and yeah, but he's you know, he's what your second quarterback, or do you have three right, quarterbacks? No, no, no. He's only my second. But like sometimes you got to play defense. Like I never, I never started Russell Wilson. Never, never started him over yeah. Drew Uh But I held on to him just for defensive purposes. You know, sometimes you got to do that. Like honestly, it's smart for that guy to pick up Matt Ryan and just stash him, even if he's not going to use him. Which oh yeah, should have, I should have I him. agree. It's it's a savvy move you know when there's only four teams left who are basically making moves but like I said it just it sucked for me and it it annoyed me because I was hoping to get him but I I also had the 10 number 10 out of 10 waiver claim so I knew that it was you know it would have been uh, uh, tough. It'd be an interesting as poll it is. to put up and just like ask people on Twitter or something like that to see like do they like position limits you know that you know, or, or do they not? And like I said, well, I, I thought and, ours were, I guess I realized that I do sort of remember ours being there now that I'm looking at it, but they've never come into play until thing, you mentioned it. <laughs> yeah, but the funny thing about it is that we had it set up, you know, in in the Fantasy Six-Pack League, but the maximum for quarterbacks is four quarterbacks. It is so four. It still so we would have been able to it do it anyway. Even, it would have flown in, you know, in that league if it if that's how it went down. Yeah. But I think, you know, I, I think I've never really been a fan of, the of them. Those limits aren't going to get hit. Yeah, I, I've never really been a fan of them. And unless you're in a league with like 16 teams or something, then I could see it playing more of a role because yeah, absolutely, it it, it allows everybody to. Stay competitive because there's going to be, you know, ten of those teams that are just gobbling up running backs left and right. And if you're mm-hmm. one of the six that doesn't have any, and then you get hit with the injury bug, you're screwed unless you can get a trade going. Exactly. And, you know, well, if it's, if it's anything like anyway. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, if it's I anything like you, you know, rough. Our league with you know the twelve teams, or even my league with ten teams, you know there was 
no trading going on at, at whatsoever, really. I mean, we had no. what, two trades this year. So both both of them are me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So oh. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, I, I I can see where there's a time and a place for it. Even though it burned me, I don't know if I'm gonna absolutely change it in my league next year. I might I might pull it and see what the league wants to do. But, you know, again, it's a ten team league and you know, the rosters are, are fairly big. I did add, you know, a position this year, a wide receiver position this year to try to force, you know, more trading and whatnot and it didn't really work, but whatever. Um I still feel like everybody had fairly balanced teams, so you know, it's just something I, I figured, you know, bring it up and, and see what some of the pros and cons are and, and you know, yeah, I mean, time I think, here. I think I'm overall okay with them, but you have to make them so high to where it's almost like ridiculous. Like it's yeah, it's just clear that like the you're team just not is, gonna hit it. Well, you like yeah, like it's clear that the team is just. It, well, it would seem that the team is just stashing quarterbacks or stashing tight ends. In your case, when you wanted a fourth tight end, I just thought you were crazy, so it's fine. Um, <laughs> it just, well, like I don't I know said, why. And I, think it was, I made fun of you multiple times this year for having so many tight ends, but it's, it's whatever. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it, it worked for me overall. I mean, I still managed to have a very good team. Um, you did, but, I, which was crazy, but... Um, you know, I just, I, I think it was Kyle Rudolph that I, I decided not to play for whatever stupid reason, even though I didn't trust Martellus Bennett. And I think it was right after I picked him up or whatever. And then that was that Minnesota Dallas Thursday night game that I, I didn't play, uh, Rudolph. And then I, yeah, I don't know. I was like, Oh man. So yeah, you were streaming but... tight ends with your own team. It was really weird all season long. I've never <laughs> seen anything like it. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I don't know. It's it's interesting. It's something to think about. Probably a topic we can bring up later in the off season. You know, once football rolls around again and kind of get a pulse of what more people think. Um, but let's move on here. Um, so week fifteen, you talked about. You know, a couple of disappointments already, Watkins and Eifert. And I just kind of, you know, I know a lot of people got burnt by some of these guys. And, and I'm, a, you know, and I'm one of them. I mentioned Evans and Hilton and Coleman. But a few other guys here that, you know, we can just list as disappointments. That, you know, Aaron Rodgers overall had a good game. It should have been so much bigger. Uh, Devontae Adams dropped two money balls in the end zone, man, it was to watch him drop those. It was just, I felt bad for Aaron Rodgers because he should have had a much bigger game. Um, and then Kirk cousins, man, I thought he was going to have a huge game against Carolina, but Carolina just yeah. stuck it to him, dude. It was, that was a bad game for Washington. I, it, it was, and it was, it a, was a very interesting. I, I don't remember the exact stat, but it was something along the lines t- they they were talking about, how bad Washington is on Monday night football. Oh yeah. They're like one in 15 all time or something crazy like that yeah. for the last however many years. It's pathetic how bad we are yeah. at home. And I, I always forget that because I, yeah, we're not good. 
sucks, man. I, and I um, never knew that until I was watching this week's game. But I, I mean, I did a, a DFS, um, you know, game with. No, it was uh, it was Sunday Monday. Oh, okay. I had the Sunday night game. And and the Monday game, but most of my plays were from the um, the Monday night game. Um, you know, mm. I think I had Zeke, um, I, and I forget who else. There was a couple other guys I had in in the Sunday night game, and they did well. Mike Evans, he was all right, but he wasn't. He was too expensive. He burned me a little bit. I mean, I still ended up making my money back on on what I put in. I think. So that was good, but I mean, I had Cousins, I had uh, what's the face, I had Jackson, I had uh, Pierre Garcon. I mean, I was going heavy Redskins on this game, and I almost went Ted Ginn and should have, but yeah. I figured, you know, I, I don't know how this is going to pan out, whatever. And I think the the overall winner for that ended up having Cam Newton, had Zeke, had uh, you know, what whatever, but. It was just amazing to me how bad Cousins was in that game. I mean, it, I just don't, I don't, I don't get it. I mean, it. There were times where I was watching that, him, and it looked like you couldn't grip the ball. Like it was like slipping out of his yeah. hands and stuff. Like when he was trying to throw it, or like it just looked weird. And it'd be interesting to like see his numbers in like really cold weather because I know this was, I think this was the first like really really cold weather game that the Redskins have played in this year. So. I meant to go and like see if I could look up that stat to see if if it even exists. I'm sure it does somewhere. You know what his stat line is when the temperature drops below like 30 degrees or something like that, and just see if like he's just not a cold weather quarterback, which seems strange since he played at Michigan State. Like you'd think he'd learn how to play in the cold, say. right? But <laughs> I, think I mean, he's played in a few cold games in college. Yeah, so. but I mean, hey, the, yeah, but the how college they ball out? is. The college ball is different than the pro ball, so maybe it matters. You That's know, true. I don't know. Maybe maybe he didn't get to bribe his ball boy to deflate the balls like everybody else does. I don't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it, it's, a, it's a disappointing week for a few players, and obviously these are big-name guys that a lot of people use. Uh, Thomas Rawls is the one I wrote down. He, You know, he just – these guys, they were heavily used all over the place, not just DFS and season-long leagues, and um, they let their owners down, and most likely these owners are not in it. Now, I will give kudos to uh, to Richard in our league. Sunday morning, he just jumps on the our Slack site and goes, mm-hmm. you know what, I'm not starting Aaron Rodgers today. I was like, wait, what? Okay, uh, who else are you going to start? And at first he was like, I'm going to go for Joe Flacco. And I was like, have fun. And then mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden he was like, nah, never mind. I'm going to go Carson Palmer. And I'm like, okay, slightly maybe better. I'm not sure. But no, what are you doing? Like, you can't sit Aaron Rodgers. I don't care. He's like, nope, too cold. I don't like the calf in the cold. And I'm not going to do it. Man, that worked out well for him. <laughs> And he's now in the finals. Him and Kevin both, man, they're in the finals. Uh, little shout yeah, out to the fancy edge over there. Raging. He Dude, took me uh, out in round one with a similar score to what he had this week. And I mean, needless to say, like I said earlier, I had a good team. It just didn't pan out for me in week fourteen. But yeah. you know. They came this back to life in, in week this 15. This actually been and, good. He's been I, really unlucky. 
Yeah, I mean, not that we were playing for anything other than pride and bragging rights, so I kicked your ass, but um, <laughs> I didn't even look at my I, roster. I, did. I well, don't even know exactly. if I had a full I, roster. I don't I even know. I think what, the only you, thing you that I – I didn't even look. Oh, I destroyed you. 151.6 to 106.9. Oh, he's a score to 100. Um, I don't know. I didn't yeah. look. Did I even have like a – did I have anybody know. like hurt? <laughs> uh Diggs was questionable, but I don't know if that just cropped up again. But he only got you 3.3. Mitchell got you 2.4. Oh, well, Ebron, 7.6. Whatever, I didn't care, like I said. (laughs) Yeah. Well, if you would have played, like, Adam Seelan over Mitchell, he got zero. He was a buzzkill. Him and Devontae Adams killed my – He was ruled out. Was he, like, a healthy scratch or something? I don't know. I think he was. I think he just like was random. Like it was just like all of a sudden like Adam Thielen's out. He's got some kind of neck injury. No, he he started the game. He he played. He got. He just never got a catch. Got knocked out. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. So whatever. Uh, But yeah, like I said, it doesn't matter. But um, the only move I think I made for that was was playing Kaepernick over Stafford. Um, and I, I stupidly benched the Patriots defense for the Ravens D, but whatever. Yeah, I probably so, uh, the same thing. Yeah, but um, yeah. So speak, so disappointments, man. So you know we saw those, and it's just more evidence that like this randomness can happen any week, even week fifteen when you've gotten this far with your guys, and you know they've been reliable all season, and then it just comes tumbling down at what seems like the worst possible time. But then there's these late season surprises. And, you know, the question is, like, what do you do with these guys in week 16? Do you actually, like, if you made it and you've got somebody like a Thomas Rawls who's been kind of struggling, do you start a Ty Montgomery over him? Like, is this something you're actually considering doing at this point? And my answer would be yes. Like if you've got guys that have had multiple weeks in a row that are just completely down, like, yeah, you can start somebody like a Ty Montgomery or um, actually don't have any other running backs written down because running backs are kind of tough to choose right now. And it seems like yeah. the guys and then there's like just not the guys. Like it's a pretty clear cut line right now. Um, you know, but – you know, like if you get a like a Spencer Ware who's been kind of struggling, like do you start a Ty Montgomery over him? Um, it, yeah, it's hard. I mean, I think these guys get touches, <clears throat> but they're just not producing. Well, and that's that's what it comes down to. It comes down to the amount of touches that you can believe they're going to get versus the matchup itself, and and just seeing what's what. Um, you know, uh, Montgomery is a perfect example because, you know, he's come on over the past few weeks. I know he kind of got inserted into this, this running back role a while back, but, you know, he, he had an okay couple of games and then just fell off. And now all of a sudden he's like, you know, fool's gold. He's, he's ridiculous. But yeah. that's aware, you know, he's, he's been kind of the same thing. He took over for, 
Jamal Charles and, and has played in his stead and he's had good games, but you know, he's only got one touchdown since week six, one yeah. rushing touchdown. Sorry. Brutal. I mean, that, that's hard to trust his last week uh, of 70 yards rushing like the best in a while, wasn't it? His best output since week seven when he had 77 yards against New Orleans. So, you know, it's really hard to trust. He's getting a lot of touches still. So that kind of, you know, weighs into it with Spencer Ware. But are you going to be okay putting him in over a Ty Montgomery if he's going to get maybe 16 to 18 rushes and his standard, you know, like five to six catches, you know, if he doesn't have a lot of yards and if he doesn't get in the end zone again, he's not going to help you. Um, and, yeah. and Montgomery seems to be, you know, he's definitely got the trust of of Green Bay and, and um, Aaron Rodgers. So, you know, I, I think I would roll with him. Now, granted, you also look at, at the matchup. And Spencer Ware is going up against Denver – they're at home this week, which is good, but they've been at home the last two weeks against, you know, pretty favorable matchups, Oakland and Tennessee, and he's not getting it done. Um, so I, I, he didn't have a great game against Denver already. I, I think I'm staying away from where this week, um, you know, uh, that, that's just my point on it. So another one that you can that is just kind of you know a little more recent and it's kind of a a one game all of a sudden like maybe it's his breakout maybe this is him returning but Deion Lewis like what do we do with Deion Lewis he got 18 carries last week I mean we all thought this was Legarrette Bunce Blackfield but all of a sudden it's you know, 18 carries last week for him against Denver he had 95 yards he, the only thing he didn't do was score. Um, yeah, that actually I mean, he, he, did go to the Garrett Blunt. Well, and and I think that could be how it pans out. Now, you know, Blunt's still going to get his touches. I mean, he had 17 carries himself, but he only had 31 yards. Um, but that touchdown really saved his day, and and it still wasn't an impressive day. But he's not going to be the guy that's going to get you, you know, catches that often at all, if at all. No, so not at all. Definitely not. That's where that's where Lewis comes in, and you know it. it it's hard to call him a, a third down back kind of guy, but you know if that's what they're doing, you know they're they're coming and bringing him in on third downs to to pass the ball to him. But I mean, he was he was running all over the place. So I I, I don't know if it's more the matchup there was that they got up. And, and wanted to try to kill clock, so they were just trying to force the run as much as possible. Um, you know, that could very well happen again against the Jets at home. So, you know, I I, I kind of like Lewis over Blunt this week. Uh, I mean, Blunt's got a rushing touchdown last three weeks, and he's coming off 88 yards against L.A., who's got a pretty stout rushing defense, 72 yards against Baltimore excuse me, also a good rush defense. And Denver was, you know, not as good of a rush defense, and he did nothing. So, 
you know, I, I think we've been talking about Lewis all all the time, you know, this season. He's just been hovering around these 20-some-odd yards, five to six rushes, and then boom, out of nowhere. He gets 18 touches for 95 yards. That's, yeah. that's absurd to me. But I think he's got a definitely a favorable matchup this week. Um, and I think he's a, he's a solid, you know, flex play, if not running back too. Yeah. It, yeah. I mean, I, I definitely have him in the flex consideration area, you know, but you know, it's just, again, it's just one of those guys where I was just looking at the list going like, Oh yeah, Deion Lewis. Uh, he's, he's another one of those like late season bloomers. It's just gonna, you know, he could possibly win you some championships if you have the balls to use him. And, uh, just you know, just want to run down the list here. I got a couple more guys. Um, I don't think. I mean, I guess I know Richard did it, but Carson Palmer, man, like he's been playing a lot better lately. Um, minus the the rain game, where apparently the thing, the, the lesson to learn there is just he's the worst bad weather quarterback there is on this planet. So. Do not play him in the rain. But other than that, I mean, the last three of the last four weeks, four out of the last six weeks, he's thrown for 300 or almost 300 and at least a touchdown, if not multiple in most of those games as well. So, like, he's put up numbers. So, you know, the last half of the season here hasn't been horrible for Palmer. He just started out really, really, really bad. So... I mean, is Palmer one of those guys where you're looking at him going, eh, maybe he's back? You know, Seattle's not quite the Legion of Boom anymore. You know, they've been they've been kind of passed on a few times, especially without, you know, they don't have Earl Thomas now. Um, is, is Palmer somebody you could actually legitimately think about starting if, if you have rolled into the finals with somebody like a, I don't know, say like a Matt Stafford, you know? Like, I, you know, a lot of people seem to have him, so – yeah, I. It, it's hard to trust Palmer, but, I mean, you look at the numbers, and the numbers don't lie. He's got, I mean, he's still got, you know, a decent amount of interceptions over the past few weeks. Um, yeah, like really that's killing him. Buy. I mean, that that's the only thing that's killing him. Um, he's got two games against mediocre teams. Well, Miami's decent. But that was the game you mentioned too. He had three turnovers, yes. two two interceptions and a fumble, and he had the same two interceptions and a fumble against San Fran. But he threw for three hundred seventy six yards and a touchdown in that game. So, right. Uh, I mean, he he put up three hundred forty two yards against Seattle already this year. Granted, that was at mm-hmm. home, and Arizona plays much better at home than they do on the road. But I yeah, I mean, it's hard because. Really, what what I see with this game is is it going to be another David Johnson game? And, and some people, I was listening to the, some uh, some serious radio earlier, um, fantasy sports stuff, and they were talking about David Johnson and whether or not you know he's usable uh, in DFS because of his price tag. And his price tag was up over ten thousand last week, and it dropped down to I think he's at ninety two hundred this week. Um, and, and they were like, yeah, his ownership's going to be like 8%. But, you know, who knows? I, I just think going with this matchup, it, it's – you could use him, but not sure. 
I, I don't think I would personally. I, I'd yeah, I think try I'd to rely on somebody else. A little scared about Seattle here, but and this one's more just for fun. I don't think anybody would actually do it, but you know, you got guys like Matt Moore. Um, I mean, come on, that had to be just be a product of playing the Jets, right? We're not actually trusting mm. Matt Moore. <laughs> yes, and and yeah, I, I don't, I don't think I could play him. Yeah, and then you know you got guys like Matt Barkley who have been playing fairly consistently well. Um, you know they get Washington this week. It's a pretty nice matchup. I mean Washington. Look, we've seen Washington's defense like randomly show up weeks, but more often than not, it doesn't. So, I mean, I, I think Washington loses that game, and I think Barkley has a huge game. I mean, obviously, if it weren't Barkley for the turnover not, at Green Bay, he would have been awesome. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think um, Barkley is not by any means Cam Newton, but Cam Newton had a great game last week, and. Yeah pull out the win. And I think Barkley, if he keeps doing what he's doing, then he's going to have a, a very good game as well. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't disagree with you one bit there. A um, couple quick receivers here. You know, you, you mentioned Landry and yeah, he's kind of had a, a, a mediocre year to, to Landry standards, but uh, you know, in my opinion, I think a lot of people are just kind of rolling with him still at this point. Um, but, you know, I I don't think it would have been totally out of the question at the same time to be like, well, maybe you're sitting him. But um, a couple of guys that well, I yeah. was thinking about. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say a couple of the guys that I was thinking about who are kind of like late season surprises here who literally have done nothing all year long, like nothing, is John Brown. Uh, he had a huge game coming back finally off of his uh, his I don't know you can call it an injury. He's got like the sickle cell trait, so he hasn't been able to play. Um, and then Tyler Lockett, like just the last two games, he's been awesome, but he's done literally nothing all season long. I mean, these guys have just been non-existent. They've been on the waiver wire. Um, I mean, people can pick them up and plug them in their lineups, and I think you can trust both of those guys, you know, over potentially you know, some receivers who are really struggling right now, like, you know, possibly even like a, like a Willie Sneed, who a lot of people still seem to like, even a Diggs who's really struggling right now, you know, these types of guys, like you can, you can plug in these, these random, not random, but these, you know, these just late season bloomers, I guess you want to say it. And, and I think you can, you can really win with these guys. Yeah, I mean, the the reason I was looking at Landry, like I said, I didn't realize he's still, you know, 16th overall. Um, <clears throat> but just looking at the numbers, I mean, he's got three touchdowns this year. And, and that's not what you were hoping to get from him when you drafted him. He's only no, got 400-yard games, and and two of them were weeks two and three, and the other two were these past two weeks. So... I mean, I think that he, he's got a decent matchup, you know, against Buffalo. Um, but, I, you know, that's kind of – I mean, they're they're tough, but he put up 78 on them earlier this year. So, I just think him and Matt Moore have a, a decent chemistry going. Um, and, you know, the receptions were down the past couple of weeks, but he still had 
big yardage totals. So I could see him maybe maybe not getting over the century mark this week, but still getting a touchdown. So I I would start him. Yeah, you know, it's a quick story that I always like to say. You know, it's never be afraid to start these guys who are, are just hot going into like week 15 and 16. And, and I always tell this story. It's in 2000, I want, I want to say it's one of 2006, um, I picked up Ron Dane the last two weeks of the season and rode him to a championship. And uh, I, I knocked out the guy who went undefeated the entire season because he had LaDainian Tomlinson, and that was the year that LaDainian Tomlinson almost rushed for 2,000 yards and 28 touchdowns. And, uh, I mean, just incredible. I mean, the guy was unstoppable. So the team that had him, but Ron Dane ran for like a hundred, like a buck 50 and like three touchdowns in the week 16 against him. And the dude was so pissed off. He's like, who in the hell is Ron Dane? <laughs> and I'm just laughing. And this was like such a random pickup. I thought when I did it and it, it worked out so well. So like, don't be afraid to like do it, especially if you're like heavy underdog and you just have to go for broke, do it. Like we know that I know that those situations are out there. I've been in them before. So sometimes you just know you're like severe underdogs. If you roll out there with your, you know, your safe lineup, you're going to lose anyway. So just go for broke and see if you can hit, you know, hit the jackpot yeah. here with, with somebody. It does work. Um, yeah. So moving on here, you know, we'll go through our injuries and our waiver wire stuff real quick. Um, not a whole lot, honestly. Um, this one's not an injury, uh, but at quarterback here, you know, we got Brock Osweiler finally benched. I don't know if you saw that game. I was watching Red Zone, and they showed it. And the crowd yeah. just erupted when Osweiler got benched. And I don't blame him one bit, man. Like, he has been atrocious this season. And oh, he's, we've obviously, he's you know, horrible. We've seen it affect uh, the the Houston offense, especially Hopkins. Yep. All season long. And it's just been awful. I'm a Hawkins owner, was, in like three different leagues this year. It was all over him, thinking like, whatever. He did it with, you know, three garbage quarterbacks last year. He could do it with Osweiler. Oh, yeah. And nope, guess not. So, Osweiler's benched. Yeah, I, I just want to say, you know, I, I'm glad that this happened as well. I mean, not not for his sake. You know, obviously no one wants to be benched. But it's like... I think they had to keep him in because of the salary that they were paying him. So, you know, they had to justify that. And, and it's hard to, to do that, but I mean, yeah. Yeah. We could probably talk a lot about that in the off season and uh, see, you know, kind of predict whether or not they're going to play him. But yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting, it's definitely an interesting situation. I know ESPN radio, I listened to them a lot, talked about it a lot. Um, Running backs here, um, Melvin Gordon, he didn't practice. He's probably not going to play again this week. Kenneth Farrow did nothing. So yeah. Uh, he's not a reliable option there. I just kind of think the San Diego offense isn't going to really be able to run the ball at all. I mean, unless you want to rely on Ronnie Hillman. No, thanks. Uh, Adrian Peterson, he played. He didn't look good. Um, whether that's because of his knee still or because he's out of shape or because 
well, the Minnesota offensive line is awful, probably a combination of all three. Needless to say, even if he plays again this week, you can't use him. We kind of said that last week. You talked me out of it like right after I picked him up, and I was like, yeah, what am I doing? Although I did pick up Kenneth Farrow uh-huh. in his place, so that didn't do me any good either. Oh. He, not, he not was also I, on my uh, on my losing effort. Yeah, I, I picked him yeah. up and played him. Thankfully, I didn't use Kenneth Farrow, but the guy I started in his place didn't do me any good either. Coleman. So, anyway. Yeah. Uh, receivers, Julio Jones, he looks like is on his way to play this week. He practiced today. A.J. Green is looking like he's back. Practiced today. I mean, are, are, these are almost perfect examples. Do you just you just plug these guys right back in? I don't. Uh, I'd be more inclined to maybe plug Julio in over Green. Uh, and and I, I'd be surprised if Green even plays. I mean, I guess Cincinnati's somehow still in the mix, but I feel like after last week's loss, they're out of it. But uh, I don't know that for sure. I don't have the standings in front of me. But I I think they were saying they were only going to play him if they were still in it. So I just don't, I don't, if anything, even both of these guys, I feel like if they're in, they may be more of a decoy than anything um, because you have, you have to respect them. I mean, they're, they're great. Two of the best receivers in, in the league right now. I mean, if not the two best receivers. Yeah, it's a tough one for me. I, I think you've got to play both of them. Like, I would wait to see, you know, if they're like game time calls and then, you know, read what the beat writers say. Like go, that's one of the things I I always tell people is follow the team's beat writers because especially like Sunday mornings and stuff like that, they'll give out news about, you know, warmups and how these guys look and things like that. And you can get a lot of Intel from that. So the thing with these guys is kind of, follow it and see if they have any intel to whether or not they're going to be limited or if they think they're going to be used as decoys or if it's, yeah, they're 80%, but they're basically full go. Like in that case, yeah, you're plugging them in and you're just hoping for the best because honestly, who do you have? You don't have a lot of guys that even at 80% or even at a hundred percent are as good as Julio at 80. So, or AJ green at 80%. So, I think in most cases you're plugging them in in, in that case. Um, one last injury, and you mentioned it before, is uh, Diggs. There was called a concussion earlier today, but then uh, it was a – now they're calling it a hip injury. I have no idea what's going on here, but Diggs has been awful. So yeah. the entire Minnesota offense has. So he's kind of off my radar at this point as far as starting. Uh, tight ends, you got Fedorowicz. He's in concussion protocol, missed last week. Uh, Griffin was a, a good pickup in his place, played fairly well. So look for that to be a, a good swap there again. Reed, um, yeah, still got the shoulder injury, didn't practice. It sounds like he'll probably play, but, I mean, I don't know if you can trust him either because he did nothing except try and knock somebody out, literally. Um, and then uh, – Yeah, that I, was ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, I think that was a lot of just frustration because he can't really do what he's doing, but anyway. Um, and then Tyler Eifert, maybe this is why he struggled so much last week, but his back is now acting up on him again, and this is what this is what was causing him to miss early on this year. So this is really worrisome for Tyler Eifert. So if you've got him, 
then you need to try and go and look for another alternative option here. Um, you know, you might get stuck with guys like Charles Clay or Deion Sims or Griffin in in uh, Houston there. So those, those are three tight ends that I kind of like that I, I'm fairly certain are highly available in all leagues. Um, yeah, I don't really have any running backs that you can go grab. I mean, I think the running backs are just kind of – you know what you're getting from these guys. So you have yeah. got you should have your running backs by this point. But a couple well, exactly. of other – yeah, a couple other wide receivers though that you know we've mentioned it before. You know, Robbie Anderson, he's still out there. The guy's still performing. Like the Jets, as as bad as they are, they just throw to this guy all game long. It's crazy. Bryce Petty loves him, and uh, you know JJ Nelson. You know we talked about Josh Josh Brown, but JJ Nelson's still getting it done now that now that Carson Palmer seems like he remembered how to play quarterback again. You know JJ Nelson's starting to come around too, especially with Malcolm uh, Michael Floyd um, getting kicked off the team. Um, in, in two yeah, QB and, leagues, you know, we mentioned it, Matt Moore, Savage, you know, you're not starting these guys in regular leagues, but uh, in two QB leagues, these guys absolutely need to get, get picked up. They're just, I think they're going to perform. So, yeah, Bryce Petty did leave last week's game. Um, oh, that's right. He got uh, knocked out. Uh, he got sandwiched by the two guys. And, oh, and, man. You know, that was, that was bad, but it's, Says he practiced fully golf, today. Man. Both got destroyed um, last week. Yeah, he's slated to play on Saturday against the Patriots. So, yeah, here again, you're not picking Bryce Petty up and starting him. Um, no, for any reason. But uh, you know, if you're very, if you're in a three quarterback league, I don't know. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean. Yeah, but I mean, you pretty much mentioned the guys, the, the pickup guys that. And, and and like you said, you, you've already gotten to this point. You should be in the championship again, unless for whatever reason you play week 17. Um, a, change that next year. B, uh, change yeah. that next year. And um, C, you got there. You're, you're here, so don't worry about it. So Yeah, pretty much. Totally agree with you. Anyway, looking forward to week 16. You know, we always do our best, worst games sleepers and busts more of more for dfs than anything but you know it's it's always fun to just kind of throw it out there and see what we think so i'll let you uh finish up the year here and 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 do yours first all right um i I think best fantasy game to me is a fairly no-brainer with atlanta at carolina um you know this is going to be carolina's still I guess in the hunt somehow, but I think more than anything, this is just, you know, they, they want to play spoiler. Um, and, and Atlanta has been playing great. So I think you're, you're going to see a similar output from Carolina that you saw Monday night. Um, and you know, Atlanta can be thrown on. So Ted Ginn could easily have another great game. Um, yep. And, um, you know, I'll talk about him later. But Matt Ryan could have another good game if Julio plays. Like I said, I don't think he's going to have a huge game. But if he's healthy, he he could. I mean, he's that player that he could bounce off of here. So keep an eye on that game. And, you know, that that's a possible good stack game for uh, DFS. Um, my worst fantasy game here, I've got, I've got the Chargers at Cleveland. And we've kind of touched on this game uh, 
as the, the future game for picking up San Diego's defense for this week in your championship matchup because it's against Cleveland. But and I still I say mean, do that. Yeah, I mean, I, I still think that that could, that could help you and pan out. But I, I just think overall San Diego's not looked that great. I mean, they have, if, if Gordon's not playing, they have no running game. And this is the team that you can run on. So yeah. maybe that'll change. But um, I just, I'm just not very interested in this game, unfortunately, because I would like this game from a DFS standpoint for San Diego's side. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you there. I think it's going to be kind of a snooze fest there. And, you know, I'll start. I'll start with my worst game, and the other one's going to be San Fran at LA. I mean, does anybody in football, even LA and San Fran fans, does anybody care about this game? Probably not. Um, this game is going to be like the least watched game in a long time. I mean, both these teams are just atrocious. So, uh, just yeah, that's an ugly, ugly, ugly game. Um, the best game for me, though. Is, and I'm surprised you didn't pick it. Would be Tampa Bay and New Orleans. Um, Drew, I know they shut. I know Tampa shut down Drew Brees on the road just a couple of weeks ago. Drew Brees pissed, and he's not going to let that happen again, especially at home. So that's that's going to be fun to watch him put up like 50 points again on on another team. And, and Tampa Bay is going to have to pass to to keep up. And you know, you know, you can. Offenses can do damage against New Orleans defense or lack thereof. So that that's going to be a fun one to watch. Um, yeah, I'll start I, off here with my. I, I was just going to say for that game, I I don't know, man. I, I after seeing what Breeze did last week, I can I can see him coming out with a vengeance. But that game was such a tight defensive battle the first game, and and Tampa's good on the road they're, they I think they only have two losses on the whole season on the road so you know I wouldn't be surprised if they still put it together uh and, and kind of kept Breeze in check a little bit but yeah that's that's why I didn't pick this game just looking at, at what happened last time and, and I don't I don't necessarily think it's going to be that low scoring again but um yeah I just think the other one's going to be a better and it's you know both both games are uh, NFC South, so interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. I didn't really really pick up on that. So my my sleepers this week, and I'm I'm going on a limb here, man. And and you kind of spoke to it actually. Is is Matt Barkley? You know, the the Redskins can be passed on, uh, even even with Norman in that secondary. You know, they'll move Alshon around and. And they'll get him the ball. Alshon looked really good last week, so I think he's I think he's a, a very viable option, uh, as well as Barkley and DFS if you want salary relief. Uh, running back, I was really having a tough one. Like I said, you know the running backs are just kind of the running backs at this point. Like you you kind of know what to expect. Yeah, obviously there'll be some disappointments. There'll be some there'll be some random guys like Robert Turbin giving two touchdowns. But you know you're not starting any of those guys. It's it's impossible to predict. But Somebody who's been kind of interesting the last couple of weeks here is is Duke Johnson and, and seeing how he's getting a, a little more involved in that offense, even with RG3 back. And I think it's because they can't keep up with teams and he's 
they're just they're not playing Crowell as much now, and they're playing Duke Johnson. So he's he's getting some catches. You know, PPR leagues. You know, you can almost expect five six catches from him. And um, you know, RG three, it would be smart to look his way. And then for for receiver here, I'm going with another kind of newbie quarterback, and 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 gonna pick Will Fuller here as the receiver sleeper, and and say that the Savage kind of helps Fuller enough. You know, he you saw that he was liking, he was taking more shots downfield than Osweiler did. Um, it seemed like the entire season he he took more downfield than than Osweiler did in the entire season that in just one game. So that's what Fowler can do. He can fly down the field. He can catch the ball. So even if he just gets like one, you know, one or two catches for like a hundred yards and a touchdown, that's a good game. So I think Fowler can can definitely get it done. Yeah, not a not a bad pick, and I you know I was high on Will Fuller earlier in the season because he was outplaying DeAndre Hopkins. Um, you know, he was for whatever reason he was uh, Osweiler's go-to guy, um, but then injuries kind of slowed him down. So maybe he can resurrect that early season magic. Um, so my my sleeper picks, and I'm I don't know if I'm saying I'm reaching deep here, but quarterback i feel like i am um I, i'm pretty sure most people have written this guy off for a while um i know he was a a big uh, coming into the season as a 2016 bust um i'm going with blake bortles and you know it, it might be a a crazy gut pick but his last 300 yard game of the season came against Tennessee in week eight and Tennessee's given up 300 plus yards to your boy Barkley in week 12. And they were off in week 13. They came back and gave up another 300 yard game to Trevor Simeon last week. So, you know, the potential for, for him to get the yardage is there for sure. Um, So I, I like Bortles and again, he could be a good, um, you know, cost savings type guy for DFS. Um, sticking with that same game, you would think that this would be my game of the week. Um, but I'm going with, uh, Derek Henry as my running back. Um, he went for 16 rushes and 60 yards and a touchdown in that week eight, eight meeting. And he's kind of been a bit of a, of a red zone, you know, touchdown gopher, uh, away from Murray over the last three weeks, he's got three touchdowns. Um, I think it's two yeah. in one game and then one this past week, but he's get he's getting the, the looks there. Um, so you know I, I do like Henry. I think he can have uh, another good game. And you know Jacksonville is typically a, a good defense against quarterbacks. So you know they could potentially shut Mariota down a little bit and force their hand to run. Um, Ted Ginn Jr. mentioned him earlier. Um, I mean, he's quietly had a really good season, um, you know, since I believe week six. He's kind of really come on. He's got five receptions each week from week six to week 10. And then since week 11, 
Uh, aside from the game in week 14 against San Diego, which is a, a tough defense, and, and, you know, we saw what happened there. Um, he's had at least 46 yards and a touchdown every week since week 11. So, you know, he's getting points. He's definitely a good DFS pick in my mind um, to, to get that nice, nice luxury pick at a, at a good cost. And, you know, he, he's their deep threat. So he can easily get over a hundred yards with two passes and get, you know, a touchdown, maybe two on those two passes and, and get you, you know, the extra three points for, for just getting the hundred yards. So I, I love Ted getting this week. Yeah. It, it's tough to play him because of the volume that he receives is not very much, but yeah, when he's like a, Cheap to Sean Jackson. He just when I mean, he catches it, you know it's going to be for a lot of yards. So, yeah, and it's not bad at all. So my bus picks this week, you know, I'm going with Rivers. So I kind of agree with you on that San Diego Cleveland game there, and and I'm just like I have him ranked high because look, it's Cleveland, and you, and you kind of have to have him ranked high, but because the potential is there, but the potential is also there for him to just throw up a big stinker. I mean, we've seen so many turnovers from Philip Rivers especially the last few weeks of the season here. And even last week, like he played well, but not like, not great. I mean, 200 yards, two touchdowns and just one pick. But I mean, you turn that into like three or four interceptions, which he's done a couple of different times. And, and it's a pretty awful game for him. So that could be, you know, I, I just kind of am afraid that Cleveland may actually even win this game. I mean, it's, it, I think this is the game that Cleveland, this is the one they can win out of the last two left. Um, so don't be don't be totally surprised if Rivers just puts up a big stinker. My running back bust, again, I'm struggling with the running backs this week because I just kind of like my picks. I'm not really <laughs> – and the rankings, I think, all over the place are pretty spot on. Um, but I, I went with Freeman only because, you know, Carolina can kind of stop the run. That's what they're good at. Uh, I know Freeman can catch passes, but we've kind of seen Coleman and Freeman like flip-flop good games. So last week with Freeman, maybe this week's going to be Coleman. They like to seem like down to the red zone. They'll just switch whichever one gets the ball in the red zone every other game. And I picked the wrong game with Coleman. And then my receiver is going to be Tyreek Hill. Um, And I'm afraid that this one's just going to blow up a lot of people that have been riding him to the, to the, finals he's been so good but playing against Denver the one thing Denver can do is stop the pass and I'm just afraid that Tyreek Hill is just not going to get a whole lot of work Macklin looks like he's getting way more involved in that offense and even last week had he not had he not ran that one time for 68 yards and a touchdown he only saw three targets that was his lowest since week seven. So I'd be careful with Tyreek Hill this week. Yeah, that's a, that's a good, a good point and good pick there. Um, I was debating on taking him myself, but then I, I saw what he put up against Denver in the first matchup. Granted, I believe that was a game he scored on a, a run, a pass and a return. So that's right. why that, that score was so high, but, um, yeah, Hill worries me a little bit, and especially if Macklin's finally going to get 
the targets. So, you know, he's he's their main guy. Um, the Freeman thing I can see, I mean, I feel like Robert Kelly still had a pretty good game against Carolina. Eight, but He had eight yards. He just scored. And he, but he caught a few passes, and that was that's what saved him. Well, that's yeah. That he had a good game out of the backfield, but that again goes more to the point for it being more of a Coleman game because he's kind of their passing back. I feel like when Freeman right. can catch the ball and and go with it, but I, I agree. I think that could be a Coleman game for sure. My uh, my picks uh, going back to the Redskins again. I'm going with Cousins. Um, I mean, he's he's just for whatever reason, I feel like he's played down to his competition the past few weeks. Um, you know, he's got 820 yards, which is still pretty solid. Uh, three touchdowns, but he's got five turnovers in the last three games against Arizona, Philly, and Carolina. Meanwhile, he comes off the bye, and he's got nearly 1,100 yards, eight touchdowns, and no turnovers against Minnesota, Green Bay, and Dallas. And to me, those three teams are better than the other three teams. I mean, Minnesota's kind yeah. of falling off a little bit, but they're still not not necessarily an easy win by any means because of their defense. So I, I don't like Cousins this week. Like I said, I already feel like Chicago's going to win that game. Um, so I, I think this could be a letdown week for Cousins. Um, my running back, I'm going with Ajayi. Uh, granted, a lot of people are going to, you know, hope for, for catching lightning in a bottle again because he ran for 214 yards against Buffalo in week seven. But I, I think I actually had him listed as my, my bust pick a couple weeks ago for the same reason. He hasn't topped 100 yards since week nine against the Jets. And, you know, the Buffalo 200-yard game was back in week seven. So I just – he's kind of fallen off and with – Mm-hmm. Matt Moore playing pretty well and and getting you know getting comfortable with that offense. I mean, he's known that offense, so it's not like he's he's all of a sudden getting comfortable with it. He knows that offense very well, so I think he's going to still have a good you know good game passing wise. I, I don't think it's going to be a big running game. Um, and my receiver bust goes back to your best fantasy game. I'm going with Mr. Mike Evans. Um, Mike Evans has been great this year for the most part, but he hasn't topped 60 yards the last three weeks, and he's got no touchdowns in that same span. So, you know, he's not helping you much right now, and and he's a, you know, massively expensive guy in DFS. Mm -hmm. So... You know, he's not worth the money in my mind. I, I, I think you see the matchup and everybody throws on New Orleans for whatever reason. But, you know, he uh, he's only got two touchdowns since week nine. And and that both of those touchdowns came in, in week 12. So he didn't have a great game against New Orleans the first go-around a couple weeks back. Uh, you know, I don't think he's going to have – a great game this week. I think it's going to be more of the Cameron Brait show again. And, uh, you know, even Humphreys was getting in the action against Dallas. So I think they're just going to focus on Mike Evans and he's going to get shut down again. 
Yeah, it's not a horrible pick. I mean, I look, I, I still like Evans. I'm, I'm still going to rank him high because of the potential there, and I think his ceiling is really high, and his floor is relatively low or relatively high as well. But um, yeah, yeah, I mean, you're 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 dead on there. I mean, four catches for eight forty-two yards just a couple weeks ago against the same New Orleans team, and I'm pretty sure I used Mike Evans in DFS that week and got crushed by it because of it. So. <laughs> I might not go back to that in DFS, but, you know, season long, I'm definitely going for it. But, uh, yeah, DFS, absolutely. Um, so let's finish up here with, with my favorite segment. And um, we get some of our Twitter questions going on here. I've gotten a bunch this week. So just picked out a, a couple of random ones here. Um, at Hawkeye B-Ball, Dak or Cam? I'll let you go first on that one. Um, Pretty sure I know your answer. <laughs> I, I I think I gotta go with Cam on that one. Yeah, and I agree. I think the matchup the matchup's better. I mean, not that Detroit isn't a good matchup, and and I think Dak is is definitely out to silence the the Romo fans, I guess and his own critics because he did have a few down games and it's always been, mm-hmm. Oh, are they going to pull him now? Are they going to pull him now? He had a great game last week against a tough defense. So I think, you know, he's, he's silenced some of those critics. Yep, but I, I absolutely can. Yeah. I definitely agree with you there. Uh, another one that actually I just got in a few minutes ago is from our, our good friend at super 12, Joe, um, PPR flex question: Cam Meredith, Doug Martin, Sammy Watkins, or Cameron Brait? Um, I'm going to go back to Watkins on this one. I'm just going to call that one a fluke because the Bills got up so heavily on that one so early, and they just stopped throwing the ball. So I'm going to go back to Watkins on that one. But it's it's pretty close actually. I kind of kind of like all those guys to have pretty decent days. Yeah, I I think I'm gonna go with Brait. Actually, I, I mean, I, um, I I'm, I don't dislike the Watkins pick. I think he's definitely the this game this week is gonna definitely be closer um, and more competitive. So they're gonna need to throw the ball. But I, I just like Cameron Brait, man. He's he's just been doing it a lot this season, and he's he's been very uh, very worthwhile. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know. It's hard for me to do that, but I mean, we do know how you like your tight ends, so uh, we'll just we'll, we'll just leave it there and end the and end our fantasy football podcast season at that. Um, if you're in the championship, good luck this week. Hope you pull it out. And if you have any questions, hit me up on Twitter at fantasy six pack. AJ is at AJ Algar or AJ Algar? What the hell, dude? I hate your Twitter name. I really do. Algar. Apple Garth Algar. I don't say it enough because you know what? You tweet like once a week, so I don't see it enough. Is my problem. Um, Fine. Well, I will tweet you daily. My name absolutely. for the next week. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so it won't matter. Anyway, hit us up on Twitter. Exactly. Let us know some. If you have any questions, we are here to answer any of the other. 
writers on fantasy six pack are here to answer questions as well so go ahead and look them up and uh yeah that's all we've got for the season we will not be here next week we're going to take it off and then uh start preparing for baseball season and you know we'll probably be back sometime in in january all right sounds good have a uh, great holiday everybody out there and um, good luck in your championship games this week or next week if if again you happen to be that sorry person in the week 17 game but um <laughs> not as sorry as me i guess because i'm not even in the week 16 game but yeah right uh, i can't enjoy can't the holidays let 2016 finally end and uh yeah we'll see you next year all right see you